I didn't tell you about when I bought that uh, that double album, man, not too long ago. You uh, bought a double album. I didn't know people were still rocking the double albums, dude. The Rolling Stones' greatest hits, double album, dude. Oh, Remember? Dude. We used to listen to that as kids. That was a classic, man. Hell Do you yeah. remember our dad had the five-disc Sony CD player? <laughs> yeah. That's right, dude. You could listen to music for like five hours. Then you could put both CDs in there, dude. <laughs> oh, man, that was really like uh, the symbol of high-class living when you got the multi-disc player. Frank, do you remember how big of a deal that was? It was game-changer. Like dude, dad <laughs> grabbed the three of us. Like he had saved his money, dude. Yeah. Let me tell you how. Let me tell you how like real men worked back in the day. Right? <laughs> uh, that's not a joke, man. Our dad went out there and made a six-figure salary. Oh yeah. Well, it probably wasn't even six figures at the time because he was probably like just under. You know. I, I would argue he was in the eighty thousand range, maybe when Ar- we were kids. around that time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is like late nineties. Anyways, he was providing for everybody, but he and his wife had control of the entire bank account. <laughs> and she would hand him like $40 on Monday. Remember? Yeah, his allowance. Wow. And that was like, yeah, dude, we would like, that was his allowance. It was his money. And man, he saved out of that $40. For like a year, he saved like $10 a week. <laughs> So he could go buy a fucking CD player. The five-disc CD player, dude. It's crazy. I don't remember a lot in my life, but I kind of do have a distinct memory of that afternoon going to Best Buy to get that we, fucking CD player. Oh, I don't think it was Best or, Buy. Yeah, wherever. Yeah. Circus, Circus, Circus City. Yeah, dude. I mean, you know, I use Best Buy as the generic. <laughs> it was Circuit City. Oh, you use Best Buy so everybody would know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's right, dude. <laughs> it was Circuit City. It was definitely Circuit City. No, dude, but think... Dude, think about that, man. I gotta tell everybody right now that is that is how you you want to make it in America. That's how you ma- that's how you make it. You give them you give you give Peppino forty dollars. <laughs> he's gonna learn how to live on thirty, and then he's gonna spend the other ten on what he wants. The man was frugal. He was naturally born that way. Genius. A, a lot of people don't have that control, and they just spend to, to just say like all I have is forty. I'm going to spend 30. You know what I mean? Like, that is amazing. It's not a man without a credit card, mind you. (laughs) You know, like, he could go out probably and spend something and charge it up. I guarantee his credit limit's way bigger than mine, guarantee. But he never did. Right? You spend. Guarantee mine are more maxed out than his. (laughs) (laughs) Same. (laughs) I do have to say, the lessons learned for me was live within your means. The second you start to branch out and go into directions and live. Bigger than you really are, uh, you know, larger than the life you're actually leading, then you're going to find yourself in some trouble, man. You're not a Kardashian. You are lucky if you could live as good as the person cleaning her house. <laughs> yeah, the toilet scrubber in the Kardashian That's, residence. I, I <laughs> promise you she's living better than you. You <laughs> don't even have her means. Dude, fuck, what was in it? Uh, what was the chick the dog walker got, like, attacked or shot when uh, Lady Gaga's dog walker was making, like, six yeah. figures, man? Six figures! Yeah, the <laughs> dog walker's getting six figures, bitch. You don't have that life. Okay, you live in Arlington, you know, you live wherever you live. It's, you're nobody. 
live like that, you know? Live that way within your means, and then someday you can save up and get that that multi-disc CD player you'd been dreaming about. If you're about. lucky, <laughs> the Sony five-disc CD player, dude. Don't dance, don't dance too hard, because if you stomp, it'll make it skip. <laughs> no, that was a badass dude. No, because I think it was a DVD player, too, wasn't it? I don't remember yeah, specifically. I feel ago. like later on we went and got the multi-changer uh, DVD player. That was another oh, uh, right. big step. That's a big you're move. Right. Uh, but that was later on. CDs, man, were so huge forever, and then they just died. <laughs> like, How could they ever be? Do you remember that? I, I want to say this How for sure. How could they ever be obsolete? Yeah, absolutely, but I will say this about CDs. Um, and MP3s because we're all in the digital MP3 world. There is some serious lost quality going on. Yeah, the music we hear on these devices is nowhere near the the level of quality and production that you would get by putting on a CD or a, a record. No, I don't even think the CD touches the record. No, dude. record is the, the top of I, the mountain. I, I don't know <laughs> why I didn't like. <clears throat> I don't know why it was like something I couldn't hear until I was old. But dude. The soul of a record. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when you hear like an old song played on a record. And I'm not talking about like a record. Like you're listening to it over the over uh, Spotify. You know, no, no, no. Grab a record and play it on a record player. Watch it spin and listen to that fucking needle. Like it's because that is a real the music you are hearing was physically ingrained into that vinyl. Mechanically. It's a mechanical thing. You, you are you are hi- hearing the physical reincarnation of that yes. music literally his, happening his in front of you. His voice created waves that carved that vinyl. Yes! And you are hearing that carving. That's so... Man, it gives me chills, yeah. man. That's like... A, yeah. That's how you're supposed to experience art. It's not this fat bitch danced and fucking sang into this microphone. We recorded it over digitally. <laughs> not even. Dude, I really, Emma hates it when yeah. I say this, but I believe even the shit like that Taylor Swift is putting out, man, that stuff has gone through so many computerized oh, yeah. iterations, and it's not even, you're not even hearing music really anymore. No, you're not hearing their voice. <laughs> you're hearing data. That's all you're getting is data now. Good call. That's a great call. Yes. That's no why there's, soul. No, there's soul. no soul. There's no soul, man. Uh. And so that's why it's a bummer. That's why when you put on uh, the old DVDs even, and I know maybe this is a stretch, but when you go and put on the old version of American Beauty, you could just feel Kevin Spacey in the room. You know what I'm saying? And I mm, love me I some Kevin. La- See, I'm, I'm more of a Laserdisc man. Well, <laughs> I... <laughs> I love me some Kevin Spacey, Mike, and so do the Italians. Days after appearing in a UK court to deny allegations of sexual assault, Kevin Spacey has picked up a Lifetime Achievement Award in Italy. Italy! In his first official speaking <laughs> engagement since the hashtag era allegations, the embattled actor visited the city of Turin, where he was honored for his contribution to cinema. This comes after Spacey appeared at London's Southwark Crown Court by video link on Friday to deny three counts of indecent assault, three counts of sexual assault, and one count of causing a person to engage in sexual activity without consent. Spacey has previously denied five other allegations in the UK. 
All right, Spacey's back. Mm. I called it. I've been saying this for a while now. Yeah. He got caught up in the mean Me Too movement, but I never believed it. I never felt like it would stick. Why? Because he's a gay dude, and they love the gay dudes in Hollywood. They're all about and the nobody gay cares dudes. what you do to a dude. No, nobody cares. So we always knew Kevin Spacey was going to make a huge comeback. The question was just when. When is it going to happen? Well, we needed our friends over across the pond in Italy to help break the ice for us. He's back, yeah, baby. Yeah, good, good call, dude. <laughs> and, you know, in Italy, like, they don't care about sex. You can fuck anybody. No, remember Berlusconi? He was literally having, like, orgy yacht parties while he was <laughs> running I the country. I don't even remember. See? I don't know who that is. <laughs> nope. <laughs> orgy yacht parties. You can quote me on that one. I figure like they're all doing that. That's like why I'm saving my money. So I could be rich enough for a yeah, orgy on a yacht. This is your, like my argument as well. Don't we all want to be Elon? Don't we all want to have the threesome with Johnny Depp's if wife? If, uh, <laughs> if you're not working for an orgy on the yacht, what are you working for? Literally, man. Like that's supposed right. to be the ultimate dream. Yeah. And if I can't have it, I'm going to work hard enough so that my kid can. That's right. Day. And in the whole process, I will make fun of guys like Leonardo. I can't even say his name. Leo DiCaprio. <laughs> Ah, that f- yeah, I'm hoping to make a million off of making fun of him, you know? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Leo, I love you, man. Oh, man, huge fan of Leo, huge fan. I mean, I admire the guy. Look, Great actor. For I it- mean, you're no, you're, uh, you're no Steve Buscemi, but you are pretty good. No pretty good. Steve Buscemi, good. but he lets his uh, looks work for him, Um, so kudos. Uh, tell, me, tell me Leo could make it if he looked like Steve Buscemi. <laughs> He might have the chops. He's done. He's got some deep acting chops. Uh, I don't know, man. So, uh, Kevin Spacey, I called it. He's coming back. I declare this the Kevin Spacey And he comeback. beat Willie. <laughs> yeah. He I just, beat Willie, Will Smith. He beat him back. Good job. I, I feel like this is the icebreaker for giving, giving Kevin Spacey an award, letting him stand up in front of the limelight a little bit and be thankful and humble and... Now we can move on, and he can come to the Academy Awards next year and slap Will Smith. It'll be fantastic. It'll be the comeback we've all been waiting for. Oh, oh, I get it. The innocent man you ostracized gets to slap the guilty man you accepted. That's right, dude. It's beautiful. No, no. You really think this means he's going to win a NAMI? Or he's going to win an uh, Emmy before uh, Will Smith? So, good call on Emmy. Yeah, actually, I would say he does an Emmy before the Academy again, but I... And an Academy Award? You're going Academy Award, too? I think he's going to do the whole thing. He's going to get a Tony Award. He's, they're going to uh, cast him in uh, Ain't No Mo. He's going to do the EGOT? Yeah, no, no, he's, uh, he's going uh, to bring back and reboot Ain't No Mo, uh, <laughs> from what I read, starring Kevin Spacey. He's going to be still at show? <laughs> Ain't no mo is coming back to Broadway. Kevin Spacey's bringing it to life, and it'll no be his mo. resurgence to get the Tony Award. Ain't no mo. We're doing a callback here, people. Callback. I can't believe that was real. <laughs> I still can't believe that was real. Maybe one of the funniest things we've ever covered on this show. Uh, Probably. Yeah. Oh, ain't no mo. The end of wokeness in Broadway, of all places. The fact that you couldn't believe ain't no mo failed on Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> Broadway's too sophisticated for Mike the Plumber. What the fuck do you think? Ain't no mo. <laughs> you know? Spacey could do a redemption like uh, play about his whole like uh, you know fiasco here. Call it Ain't No Bro, and uh, <laughs> be about how he's <laughs> Ain't No Boy. 
He could star that I Billy. Uh, he could cast that Billy Eichner guy in it, who was in the Bros movie that failed miserably uh, over the summer. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, nobody's giving him a second chance. Bros. <laughs> Nobody liked him in the first place. <laughs> yeah, I always thought he was kind of annoying. I thought he was like the gay, annoying version of Steven Crowder. Oh my god, good call. I always confused him for Steven Crowder. Dude, there was like a good period. I thought he was Steven Crowder. <laughs> yeah, dude. They, if they both put on a little bit of weight, they look exactly the same. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's really funny. I just nailed that one. I pulled that one out of my they ass. Really, you really did because that's... <laughs> they're both always yelling about something that nobody really knows why they're yelling. Yeah, they're very spastic individuals. Uh, similar faces, similar hair. Always bragging about stuff that, like, really nobody... Like, I don't know. They're quite bragging. You ever notice, like, Steven Crowder will, like... He goes to these, like, college campuses still, and he's like, Oh, yeah, you know, I was a wrestler. Yeah, dude, in, in fucking... In 2004, like, how years old ago. are you, dude? <laughs> I believe he's my age, and uh, he shouldn't be oh, bringing you're gonna that sprain up. your back sitting too long in that chair, old man? You're talking to a 19-year-old kid. You just did a triple backflip standing. Like, what, fuck, get the fuck out of here, dude. I do like the idea of going to liberal campuses and kind of putting out their idealisms in their face and questioning about them and challenging them to a debate. And it is I think, okay, funny. But I think you should find somebody younger. Steven, you're too old at this point. Because now you just look like a, a like, you're, now you're just an old man, you know, abusing these children. You're a smart old guy, conservative, who has money and time to research these topics, and then you're going to go there and uh, take advantage of the little kids. Of these kids who literally spend all day smoking weed, and then they listen to yeah. one professor who changed their life. Like, <laughs> dude, I remember college, man, when I was nine, when I was, t- what was that? How, how 19, was that? yeah, around that age. Yeah. No, no, I, no, no, I was like 23 because it was like right out of the army. All right. So I'm 23 and I'm out of the army, dude. I am so, so, so dude, literally every class changed my worldview. Oh, like yeah. Like from, from period to period. Within two hours, I would change my worldview. That's how like susceptible you are at that age, you know? Absolutely. And college is kind of ridiculous. I took a rock and roll history English class. How did I get credits for that? Shame on you, America. Oh, how did you go to Paris? That was fucking genius. I, I pulled out all the stops. I went for broke. And, uh, Dad still talks about it. I did all the bullshit I could possibly fit into a couple of years there. It was fantastic. And that's how I... That literally, that's what college is, though. Think about it for everybody, except for, I don't know, the people who end up working for the CIA. It, it's literally just people to go and bullshit around for four years. And if you're, uh, if you're barely smart enough to not flunk out, you get a degree at the end. And I got to tell you, man, if you're, if you're a man and you just don't know what to do, join the Army. It's a better oh, waste of three years. You're going to learn shit that'll astonish people the rest of your life. Yeah, or, come on, we've talked about it before. Join those uh, trade schools or join a trade. Get in there. Oh, do an apprenticeship. You know, just get, get into something. Don't waste We need time. soldiers. <laughs> we do, man. It's, uh, <laughs> it's not looking good. It's really, uh, you know. We need, the problem is we need these young men who, are, who just don't feel like they fit in, you know? The problem is they're like, I don't know. It's really weird. It's like you don't realize like how much you do fit in, just not into the world that they're trying to put you in. Does that make sense? Yes, and we just need more, uh, you know, soldiers and you need men. Soldiers. We need more men. Yeah, we've kind and of you're gonna uh, join and listen. The one thing they're gonna do is just make you. 
The one thing the army is fucking great at is making soldiers. That they will make you a soldier. Hell yeah. All right, yeah. I'm pumped. Maybe I should join. Oh, I'm too old. <laughs> too old. Yeah. So you do it before you're too old. <laughs> you have to. You know, I always say joining the army is like getting married and having kids. You got to do it before you're old enough to realize how bad of an idea that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, uh, you know? we need young men to join the army. So that way, when all these future World War threes that are about to start uh, kick off, we got able-bodied uh, individuals to go out there. And fortunately, if the news is correct as of today, Mike, I'm starting to feel like we don't have to worry about China anymore. And now to China, where the country has announced its first population decline in 60 years. The National Ooh. Bureau of Statistics reports That's that the what country happens had 850,000 fewer people at the end of 2022 Ugh. than the previous year. One official said the country has entered a, quote, era of negative population growth. CBS News <laughs> senior era? foreign correspondent Elizabeth Palmer has a look at what may be driving this decline. In 2022, for the first time in six decades, China's population shrank by 850,000 people. And it doesn't look like a blip, but a trend. Now, demographers have seen it coming. Last year, for example, there were more deaths in China than births. And the birth rate itself is now <laughs> as low as it's been since records began. In fact, incredibly, it's even lower than in the 80s and 90s when China had an official one-child-per-family policy. Now, that was scrapped in 2016, <laughs> and Chinese couples can have two children now. But the number of births has continued to fall anyway. Various things are responsible. Young people put off having children these past few years, They're obviously vaxxed. because of the pandemic. But <laughs> even now, that's receding. They're expected to continue to hold off because of economic uncertainty. The diminishing population has huge implications. <laughs> Dude, a contract. You, you hold that right there. It's like, <laughs> like it's I, not I even that they're vaxxed. It's like, dude. There's nowhere to go. You locked them in their houses. Yes, of course. How are people supposed to meet people? Also, famously, Chinese people work like a thousand hours a week. They have no time to socialize or be with anybody. <laughs> They're constantly cool. working. <laughs> Good call. They work so much, they have nets to catch the people trying to kill themselves, and then it funnels them right back to their office. <laughs> <laughs> it's just this giant slide. Go <laughs> back to work, stupid. It actually puts you one level below your your other job, like the job you were at, because you get demoted. That would be uh, that would be the like gambit of like uh, emotions right there, right? You you would like be in despair and you leap to your death, and then all of a sudden you get caught on this giant balloon slide, and then you'd like instantly be like, "Wee!" You know, like having a good time. You're like, "Oh, this is so fun! Oh my god!" And then it just funnels you back into your office. And you're just like, "Oh!" You're just like instantly depressed again. <laughs> I'm sure there's some sort of mix of emotions. And you in there. know they're gonna charge you for using the net in this life. <laughs> you get docked three social credits. Oh, oh, at least, oh it's at least a couple months pay. <laughs> it's beans and rice for the next month for you, peasant. <laughs> I mean, that's what you get for being born Asian. Yeah. <laughs>
That's right. God already hates you. Okay. That's I right. didn't tell you to be born Asian. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, I don't know why I decided to be born short and bald. It, my, I got to live with it. That's my cross to bear. <laughs> they have to live this way over there, and then they come over here, and they are demographically the most prosperous people. So <laughs> superior. Isn't that funny? They're smarter than us. Well, you than are us. just a ship all about to throw yourself off a building. <laughs> Useless piece of garbage. You come here, CEO in a month. <laughs> Better than all other people. All of them. Statistically, you're just instantly better. You do so good. We have to limit your children into our Ivy League schools. You're too kick, smart. We can't let our kids compete with your kids. Way too good. Oh, my God. That's so backwards, man. It's crazy. That's insane if you think about it. Yeah. And how are we beating that country? Well, so, and that's why I wanted to, I found this story Really interesting, actually, because I'm starting to kind of think maybe, maybe China's not all that it's cracked up to be. You know? Labor force may accelerate something that we're already starting to see in China, that is manufacturing and jobs moving out of the country. And certainly there will be fewer young, productive Chinese workers to look after and pay for a growing number of old people and their medical care. Finally, it looks as if China is about to lose its title as the world's most populous country. The United Burn! Nations predicts that India, with 1.4 billion oh, people, no. will take the lead no. sometime no. early in 2023. Oh, God. I, I don't know. I think I like Chinese more than Indians. I'll be honest. I was just about to say, I knew the world was smelling a little worse. <laughs> Oh, God. Dude, I, like, tell everybody every day the air is just a little fuck. Mm, it's got a little funk to it, and I don't like it. Oh, it's, no. I, just, I was uh, thinking more food-wise, more food angle, but we could go smell it. Oh, uh, they fucking stink. Their houses stink. Listen, as a, if I ever write a memoir of my life, it's going to be Mike the Plumber. Everybody shit smells the same except for the Indians. Oh, no. I can tell you're an Indian by the smell of your fucking sewer. <laughs> I, I, can't I can't distinguish any other race. You can have every race of people shit into a toilet. I couldn't tell you who it is. I, I, I'll, I'll fucking pinpoint that Indian from goddamn 10 feet away, dude. In the middle of all the other turns. What the fuck are you people eating? It's the curry. It's got to be the and curry. That is like, it's like a whole lifetime of that shit, too. It's not like, <laughs> oh, I ate some Indian food. It's like, no, that shit is coming out of your porch. Your fucking house stinks. Your fucking, you stink. The fuck, oh, no. your, your drains are goddamn... Oh, you guys have the worst kitchen sinks. They're always fucking clogged. Whatever the fuck you're kicking... Quit pouring it into the goddamn sink. <laughs> it's the curry paste. It's got to be. Oh, it's all oh, they're, they're, they're in this. They're, my friend, my friend, you got to get it out. You can't unclog. You can't unclog. No, 20 years of curry. No, no, my friend. <laughs> no, my friend. Me unclogging your kitchen sink is about as possible as me getting the smell out of the carpets after you guys move out of this fucking place. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Impossible. Burn it to the ground. <laughs> Sorry. 
Well, they eat a lot. It's again, I was you know curry. Um, they're big vegetarians. You know, I grew up with a dude. Friend. They fucking <laughs> buy these houses, right? What they do is they buy a house that is like they get approved for seven fifty, right? So they will go buy a house that's fucking seven fifty, and they can't even fucking afford anything. They can't afford anything, but all they have is this house, no lawn, no lawn. <laughs> I love, I love how. As an Italian from Chicago, the first aggression of this Indian culture is the no lawn. Dude, no, I don't no, not even like, not even like an attempt at a lawn. Not even an attempt at a lawn. The fucking dirt is two inches below the concrete. It's weeds. It's not even dirt. It's the backfill from when they built the fucking stupid house. That's a giant brick house. They pay for this giant brick house. <laughs> No lawn, no bushes, no nothing. They don't know how to take care of it. They can't get a landscaper because they hired three landscapers. They don't pay any of them. And then after the third one, everybody knows you're a deadbeat. Nobody's going to your fucking <laughs> Because, the, dude, nobody treats the Mexicans or the, the southern immigrants worse than the Indians. <laughs> Have you noticed that? <laughs> come, to, come to Chicago. You want to see real racism? Come to Chicago, dude. Come see how the Indians treat the Hispanics. Holy shit, dude. No wonder they move in with the whites, dude. In Chicago, you will see, like, two black guys, like, calling each other, like, the worst things are the worst, right? Oh, yeah. It's because one's like an one's like from an island in the Caribbean. Sure, yeah. And the other one is some other country you never heard of. And you're just like, yo, well, you guys just called each other. Yeah, you're both the same to me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, hey, <laughs> oh, yeah. But that's the the Indians and the Hispanics. Yeah. Ah, so Indians are taking over, huh? They're taking over, and then, uh... man. <laughs> oh, I can't take it. <laughs> They're the worst. I'm sorry. <laughs> I gotta put them up there as my least favorite. Least favorite? More least than the Greeks? Favorite. More than the what? <laughs> More than the Greeks? <laughs> yeah, dude, I'll take the Greeks. The women are a little hairy, but they got big uh, titties. Just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a hairy titty if it's big. <laughs> you know? You know? <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, all right. Well, least favorite for Mike. I have had some Indian friends in my life. Uh, still do. I, you know, great guy. I, I great, find, guy. Yeah, great guy. Find the culture to be interesting. Great and, guy. To be fair, to be fair, he's a great guy. Dad, dad was kind, of, kind of not, kind of not. And so I was gonna say, um, the funny thing about um, Arpin is that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Is that his dad was this tiny, frail old man, and uh, he, but he was like the meanest little guy, like ever. And uh, Arpin was the only one in his family who ate meat. He ate uh, chicken and burgers with us, you know, at school. That's why he's a giant? And, and he grew to be like yeah, six three and just like enormous. You know, he's this like big dude, and maybe not six three. How tall is Arpin? He's probably six foot. Maybe six one. I'll give it to him. And uh, <clears throat> he just like was a bear con- compared to this like childlike father. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, he's a bear compared to all Indians. Yeah, and I just always loved. Uh, I have this image of Arpin 
where he would be, uh, you could go catch him in his backyard on a Sunday afternoon, and he had this tiny little Weber grill, and he would fire <laughs> it up and cook like like five chicken breasts on yeah, there, you know, like full cause chickens. Because he's, <clears throat> he's not an Indian, dude. Well, no, and... Arpin's not Indian. He would, dad's Indian. He would cook, Arpin's American. <laughs> he would cook chicken for the week for himself, and he had to cook it outside because, uh, you know... He, he couldn't cook the chicken inside. They were all vegetarians. So, <laughs> yeah, they couldn't even smell it because it would fucking put them in a ravenous he hunger. Would, he would be outside, like, grilling this chicken for the week for himself, and he was the only one who would eat it. And that's, uh, that's my Indian story. That's all I got oh, for the, the Indian cuisine. Arbin was definitely far superior than I could have than, than me. Well, He's brace smarter, yourself. faster, bigger, stronger. <laughs> great guy. Arp's a great dude. Very great Touché dude. Ar- Arpin! Great man. This is a lesson to everybody. This is why you should try to be great. Because Arpin, you just, you just... Just changed my mind about Indians. <laughs> no, but he's not Indian. He's American. Well, how about this? Here's a testament to American culture and how it can shape someone into uh, being a better man. Good call. Everybody should be American. Yeah, America. We need to, America's we need to yeah! spread. We need to spread this democracy. <laughs> Hell yeah! Let's ride this fucking freedom train all the way to hating the French, baby. Fuck the French. Fuck the French. <laughs> you know what? We're just gonna take over India. That will solve everything. We'll turn them American. Make them great. And that solves everything. So the Chinese man. I read a lot recently how they have, and I know you've heard about it too, um, they got these phony ghost cities, man. Like, there's all this kind of, I don't know, fakery around China. What if they're not really as populated as they lead on? What if they don't have as strong as a military as we're led to believe? I think they got the numbers, but I, I mean... Well, maybe not, dude. They're talking about decline. But everybody, I, I, oh, so the, the big misconception is everybody's always said you can't beat them in a ground war, <clears throat> but we'd kill them in a war. Okay, right on. You know? Yeah. The but, thing is, you can't, the, the problem is you can't go there like you did with like Afghanistan or Iraq or like, you know. No, I think Vietnam proved forever you can't just invade an Asian country. They've been there for thousands of years. They got all these tiny caves and holes and crevices and oh, weird they got places. so many people yeah. they don't care about. Like, they still have people they don't care about. We pretend like we love everybody in America, right? Yeah, good call. They literally have, like, subgroups of their, call- <laughs> of their society that they're like, eh, we'll just waste them. That is, them a, the you're line. right. They could just arm the Uyghurs and send out waves of Uyghurs at us. Oh, prisoners, dude. They got prisoners on prisoners. Let's they stick just- to Uyghurs. I love the word Uyghur. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like how you're doing the hard R, but that's okay. We'll let, let it slide. Let it slide. I mean, it's kind of you know this close to Martin Luther King Day. I don't know if I like it, but I think it's funny that Uyghur is appropriate, but we can't say other things. Like, uh, but we'll go with we. <laughs> you can say Uyghur and Niger. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's the people in a country. I, I mean, I didn't make it, you know? I'm just saying there's some fine lines here. But like, that's towing the line lines. right there. You are very close. I feel know? like we're splitting hairs. I don't know. I just... 
comment. It's a funny language, the English language. <laughs> We've never gotten so close to like probably getting canceled for something right there, but that was a uh, man. Oh, we've already been canceled. Yeah, yeah I know. Was... Uh, they don't even show us on uh, anything anymore. Good stuff. But uh, yeah. we're still happening. We're still alive. <laughs> <laughs> we almost had BLM after us. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I don't know about China. Yeah, I, I never really. Uh, I've just been really kind of tossing that around in my head. Where I, they, I think China know. always. I think China is always banking on the fact that we're gonna try to fight a very conventional war. We're gonna follow the Geneva Convention, and they're like, "Fuck it, we're just gonna throw bodies at you." You know. Yeah, and that probably wouldn't work, right? We could decimate those bodies pretty quickly, I imagine, with our technology. No, because we, I don't know, that's what I mean. Ah, no. Really? No on that one, huh? It depends how we decide to fight it. But if we try to, like, save civilian lives. Like, do you really think right now today, let's say we just start a war six months from now, everything's going on, we drop a nuclear bomb. Oh, yeah. Dude. Like, the, the no, I mean, dude. You really think the country's just going to be cool with it? The country we bomb? No, no, our country. The oh. people in our country. Yes. So I am at the point now where I, I've been, it's been proven to me that whatever the current thing is, they have a good chunk of the population that will support it. So it went from COVID to lockdowns to the shots to uh, Ukraine. Mm. And we are support. Uh, we are full on supportive of Ukraine, right? The public is obsessed with it, apparent according to the media, uh, and according to my stupid jackass neighbors all around my neighborhood with the fucking flags waving on their lawn. I never hear anybody talk about it. Yeah, but they got the flags. I have more people with Ukrainian flags than American flags. Something up with that? That's bizarre. So that's an incredible. Um, in my mind, when I look at it, I see wow, this propaganda machine. It's got these people hook, line, and sinker. They, they are just taking everything that they're fed. And so you ask, would we support a nuclear war? I will say absolutely if they convince the Ukraine COVID jab nutjobs that it's the, uh, to, you know, in their best interest to save uh, some other lives, right? To be the heroes. They will convince those idiots that nuking whoever would would make us the heroes. Yeah, that's a good call. And everybody wants to be a hero these days. You think it was all propaganda back in the day? What the fuck is Ukraine, dude? We're being heroes, man. No, you think heroes. When we, you, hold, on, hold on, though. You think when we bombed Japan, do you think that was all just propaganda? I think everybody was probably all in on that shit. What do you mean, dude? I bet you we were fucking all about it. Didn't you yeah, see the... Do you think we really <clears throat> had to? See the ticker tape parades and the guy kissing the chick and like everyone celebrating the war was over. We nuked Japan and Hitler killed himself. That's some gruesome fucking way to go out, but hey, we're celebrating. We're heroes. We're the heroes. We're the winners. So, yeah, yeah. you say <laughs> I. It makes you think, though, like. What if nothing they said about World War II is really true? I've been tripping on like, this since COVID, which is, you know, we had a lot of financial ties to the Nazis. Yeah, dude. And, and the thing is with the Ukraine war and the way, if this really does lead into a World War III, it's really making me rethink World War II. 
How so? As in maybe we were uh I don't know, the as bad in guys? you could just uh, I can't talk about it. You can actually. We can say this. No, this is how you could talk about it. The only thing you can't say is that the Holocaust, uh, you can't deny the Holocaust, and we're not. I, I would never deny it, and I believe it happened. It's unbelievable, the uh, atrocities that occurred during World War II. However, what I do question is, who was actually behind the Holocaust? Who was right. actually in cahoots with who? Right. Who was who making ma- yes. money off of what and when and... And uh, then when all the dust settled and everything was cleared out, who always writes the history books, man? The victors. That's what I mean. It's really, you know. So who really put the Nazi party in power? And so then, Mike, I ask you, do you still deny the idea that Hitler and the elites of that er uh, of Germany at that time, do you deny they escaped to South America? I've always said a lot of them did. Hitler did not. No on the Hitler still. <laughs> no on the Hitler. I'm oh, no on the Hitler. I'm no on Hitler. Dude, you're the, fa- you're the Fauci of the Nazi party, dude. That guy dies. I don't know, the dude. The face dies. I the think face has to die. I feel like there's been... You're too recognizable. <laughs> dude, lots of doubles. Lots of body doubles uh, when these guys were alive. Look... Do we have any definitive proof that it was Saddam Hussein we pulled out of that hole, or was it one of his body doubles? <laughs> what if Saddam Hussein is chilling with his face shaved, with nice Epstein. and clean? He's with Epstein and Michael Jackson. They're banging fucking <laughs> little kids on some Thai island, you know, sipping fucking pina coladas, having a good time, man. Y'all done with that little boy? Oh, okay, never mind. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're on St. Pepino Island. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. We don't know. They they send us these fucking images, and then all of a sudden we're just, oh, yep, that's it. Story over. That's how it is. That's the way things are. Yeah. So I don't know. I Look, uh, throughout my journey on the conspiracy <laughs> gravy train i have Dude, i had uh, this uh, i had this thought while i was <laughs> listening to one of our shows actually oh, it's yeah. really funny how much everybody just all right <clears throat> epstein was trafficking children right that's right but to, but to nobody he's the only one he goes to jail <laughs> yes right so there's only one guy that was having sex with the children in this giant trafficking ring, right? All right. Just, just like in all of Hollywood, there was only one guy who was forcing the actors to suck his dick for roles. And that was <laughs> Epstein, and we caught him. Just one guy, we caught him. Everything's we got him, good boys. now. Yeah. There was no other one, right? <laughs> like it's only one. Pack up the evidence. Case closed. <laughs> And then there was one more. I can't remember what it was. I was like, dude, there's only one guy? Yeah, there's always one guy, man. Well, look at Kennedy assassination. It was Oswald. It's the one guy. Yeah, but it's like, dude, there's only one guy that was in the sex ring. You know, it's like a giant sex ring. It's just one guy. All right, we got him. (laughs) No, you're right. It it is, uh, we get the one guy, case closed, and uh, let's never talk about it again. The reason why I always harp on the Michael Jackson being alive thing, because I really do believe he's still alive. I believe the heat was on from those trials. It was going to come out, and the only way to just dodge everything was just to fake the death. Nah, he died. Faked the death. (laughs) 
telling you. And just like uh, we yeah. have no video of Epstein dying, we have all this. Look, we just. Oh, and then my other one was R. Kelly. So of all the musicians <laughs> in the world, there's only one musician that was sleeping with underage girls, and it was R. Kelly. <laughs> R. Kelly. We got him. R. Kelly was a weird one because he had like a little fiefdom or like a. What is yeah, it, but like don't a- tell me they're not all doing that. They're all doing it. So we got the one guy that was doing it, and it happens to be R. Kelly. You know, we got the one guy who was in the sex ring. We got, you know, dude, you guys, come on. Absolutely. So we just stop asking questions because they got the guy. They it's got over. the one guy? No. <laughs> Listen, R. Kelly didn't come up with the idea on his own. You know? What did R. Kelly do again exactly? He had a bunch of chicks living with him that were essentially, what, enslaved? Like, they couldn't leave? Is that kind of... Uh... The problem was some of them... The big problem is the underage. You gotta stay away from the underage. I agree 100% with that. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, mean, I get it. It's an arbitrary age, but... It's a very important age. <laughs> Oh, I'm not familiar with the details of the R. Kelly situation, but I do feel like they, you, you know, you're kind of nailing it. They kind of went after him. The, he was the sacrifice. They had He's sacrifice. The sacrifice. Yeah. Don't tell me they're not all doing it. They've all slept with it. Snoop Dogg never slept with an underage woman. <laughs> you know, I we could always just say allegedly. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. Definitely. I'm sure they all have. Look, um, what's his name? <clears throat> Steven Tyler of Aerosmith is currently being investigated for sleeping and forcing, uh, you know, potentially raping some underage girl, you know, in the 70s. Oh, fuck. Fuck that. Do you know that's what the E. Jean Carroll lawsuit against Trump is? She's the editor of, uh, I can't, I believe it was like Vogue magazine or something like that. She's suing Trump. She has been since he was president uh, for a supposed rape attempt or a raping. And uh, it happened like 30, 40 years ago. Yeah, fuck you, dude. I'm sorry. That's, come on. You know what's crazy about that? What are we going to do? 40 years later? I s- I saw Dude, things have happened to me 20 years ago, but I'm like, you got to live with it, right? Not rape, but, you know. Yeah, but what... <clears throat> Either way, I, f- I found the uh, article interesting in the sense that, wow, they're still trying to go after this guy. And then uh, on CNN, I saw a blurb, a-, a headline. I didn't even click on it, but it was about Michael Cohen meeting with prosecutors to discuss details of some incident with Stormy Daniels. And I just stared at it, and I thought, this is so irrelevant to now. But it was so important to you jackass clowns four years ago that you set all these things in in place and in motion that now you're, you're stuck following through with it, and it's bullshit. It's all bullshit. Here we are four years later, Michael Cohen, and you're meeting with prosecutors to talk about bullshit that nobody cares about? Nobody. Like, Stormy Daniels' lawyer is literally in prison right now. (laughs) You're a porn star, dude. Nobody cares. That's And Michael Cohen, you're a rat fucking fink, dude. Nobody cares about you either, man. I don't even remember who you are. 
Yeah, you remember Michael Cohen? Come on, he was Trump's right hand man. He was the. Uh, I do kind of remember the face. He's like that very like sleazy. He, he has got like a rat face going on there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he took the words right out of my mouth. Um, he. Uh, I just like the idea that they're still going over details of a story that was important when the Trump mania, the Trump derangement. Syndrome was, uh, you know, afflicting the entire country, and kind of now, man, there's a lot of shit going on, and the economy is shitty. the The outlook for 2023 not so rosy, and uh, there's a lot of talk. And they keep about, finding top secret documents in everybody's fucking it, closet. It's sounding like everybody on each party's a fucking sleazeball, and yeah. uh, there's nobody we can vote for anymore. And it doesn't even matter who you vote for because one side's gonna fucking swing it anyway. So nothing is starting. You know what I mean, it's kind of seeming like shit right now. So who the fuck cares? what Michael Cohen has to say about his meeting with Stormy Daniels. Yeah. Four That's years ago. my worries right now. That's <laughs> like so fucking crazy. I got so many other things to worry about. So that's what CNN's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Don Lemon between two chicks. <laughs> wow. They should change that show to a late night half hour format at like twelve thirty and it'll be yeah, Don Lemon between two chicks. <laughs> and it's just like slow jazz and kind of low lighting and it's two hot babes and just Don Lemon talking smooth. Yeah, you can't have two yeah. chicks. You gotta yeah. like, you know. Well, it's CNN, so the two chicks would be two fat hairy dudes. The lemon uh, between <laughs> the melons. <laughs> you know? You gotta, you gotta have something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because wasn't it between two ferns? Wasn't that? Uh, oh, that there you go. Bef- between four melons. Be- <laughs> One lemon. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> oh, CNN, you're missing out on this pure gold here, man. Yeah, come on. <laughs> You can't get more sexist than that. <laughs> <laughs> I like the lemon between melons. That's Yeah, that that is good. The lemon between melons. It could also be like a jazz album that uh, Don Lemon could put out. Yeah. <laughs> What's that drink where you do the uh, lemon with the uh, melon ball? A uh, lemon spritzer? I have no idea. Actually, yeah, the yeah, lemon I'm not ball. Enough to know. Yeah, we need but to get have, a uh, mixologist. I knew a chick that used to here. drink it. Uh-uh. Where's Tony? Sounds like uh, something that comes from south of the border, uh, which I'm not too familiar with. Uh, but luckily, we have plenty of people flowing in from down south. <laughs> and fortunately, Mike, we have heroes, like I've been talking about, uh, like Mayor Adams out of New York, who went down to the border to visit to tell, uh, to tell the migrants, uh, migrants a very important message, Mike. And that is, New York has no vacancy, bro. 
<laughs> no, Here, Mayor Eric York. Adams traveled to the border city of El Paso, Texas. Oh, 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 sorry, everybody. Yeah, I, forgot to, I always forget to warn you guys. Get a glass of water, Man. drink up, stay hydrated. Oh. Of course, we dried <laughs> up right there, dude. <laughs> I am shriveled as well. Here we go, <laughs> Amy Goodman. Give it to us, baby. New York Mayor Eric Adams traveled to the border city of El Paso, Texas, Sunday, and said New York City has no more room to house additional asylum seekers. <laughs> There's a conversation among those who are assigned in uh, nope, Sorry, no room, no vacancy. Sorry. Uh, did you check uh, New Jersey? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Try Maine. Try Maine. In all of New York? <laughs> the whole of it? Entirety? Like the whole state? <laughs> There's not like a Motel 8 somewhere that we can uh, <laughs> shack them up on the road, some on the Truck side. stop, bus stop. <laughs> Come on, Mayor Adams, have a heart. Taking a bench at Union Station. Well, giving the false impression that if you come to New York City, everything is fine. And New York, you go there. <coughs> Excuse you're me, going Mayor to Adams. Be living in Congress. I, I was told that you said it was a sanctuary city. Sanctuary! What does sanctuary mean to you, Mr. Adams? <laughs> Mike, it means don't come here. What do you mean? <laughs> Go to Denver. I heard it's nice this time of year. <laughs> have, you, have you heard of Wyoming? Plenty of space. <laughs> this is unreal. You look like ranchers. I like the idea of this mayor from New York City flying, all the, way to the flying all the way to the border to tell the Mexicans to, to stay off his lawn, man. <laughs> get on, get, get out of here. We got too many of your kind. Here's the thing. I know I said sanctuary sit. I never thought you'd call my bluff. I'm going to have to fold. I figured, New York is closed. <laughs> we figured Venezuela, walking, you'd get here by the time a Republican was in power. <laughs> yeah, you people walk fast. My term's not even up yet. We're not halfway through here, man. <laughs> I see I see you didn't take any of de Blasio's cheeseburgers. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> you guys need some boosters. Slow you down a little. <laughs> Double it up with your flu shot while, while you're at it. Oh, you made it up here? No heart attacks. <laughs> uh, this vaccine program has really failed. Can we get these people in touch with uh, Hamlin's doctor? All right. Thanks, folks. <laughs> Too Dude, soon. Did you hear that news about the bivalence uh, vaccine? I mean, we covered the fact that it's giving people strokes. No, no, no. They hid the best part of the whole story. Oh, yeah. Laid on. The funniest part of the whole fucking story. Is, do you know how many people took the bivalence vaccine, the booster that's supposed to be the newest booster? No. 4% of the population. Whoa. Oh. 96% of the population said, uh-uh, I'm done. It's because everyone's sick. Yeah. If you don't have cancer or you haven't died yet from a heart attack or stroke, uh, you've probably fought through like three to six illnesses over the last year. Uh, year and oh, a half. you've had COVID 20 times. Everybody I know who's boosted up their wazoo is constantly sick. Yeah. So. Yeah, 4% took it. I'm sure 
I don't think people are as dumb as the government assumes they are. And, no, they are, but it's a Fauci me once. It's Fauci. Shame on you. <laughs> Fauci me four boosters. Ah, I'm done. <laughs> you know? Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you Fauci me four times. No, no, no. I yeah. fell for it the first two. Uh, there's a reason they called it the Fauci ouchie. Folks, there's a reason for that. Um, man, that's a uh, good call. I don't know how we went on Fauci Road. We're talking uh, no vacancy in New York. He said it, oh, that's that so there is no more room in New York. The Wait, New York no mayor. Yeah, there's no room, but <laughs> in the whole city, it's a pretty big city. Amy's gonna lay it thick for us because you know how Amy does it. She's got to find the humanitarian angle, man. <laughs> All right, we gotta. Be... So how is this not worse than Trump saying, don't come into our country, we have no room? Mike, they're not bringing their best. All right? Uh... <laughs> so we should send them to re- Republican areas. <laughs> <laughs> Mayor Adams is coming down to Texas to say, look, you guys just aren't bringing your best. From what if we're seeing... If you got any doctors, we'll take them. <laughs> we're getting rapists, drug dealers. I assume some of you may be good people, but... <laughs> Currently, we just don't have any vacancy. <laughs> that might be the most genius fucking thing Trump has ever said. <laughs> that was the greatest line. Literally. Absolutely. I assume some of them are good people. <laughs> I, like, I like the assumption. He's not guaranteeing it. Is, like, I'm it's, assuming. Because I'm a good guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Christian, Frank. <laughs> I'm going I'm I'm to assume. I'm going to be kind. And I'm going to assume that... <laughs> The way he said, they're not sending their best. Dude, you nailed it. You fucking nailed it. They're not sending their best. It's just so funny because literally, here we are, and Adams from New York is down at the border saying, look, you guys got to stop. You're not sending your best. (laughs) He's freaking out. They're at capacity. It's no good. (laughs) It's the same thing in Chicago. We can't take it anymore. I just think he's pissed that none of these people know how to drive cabs. That's the problem. Uh, <laughs> we were trying to get rid of Uber. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. Let's uh, go down the sob story uh, street here with uh, Amy Goodman. He used his trip to El Paso to urge the Biden administration to provide more help to New York, which has accepted 40,000 asylum. He went to El Paso to urge Biden and Washington to send more help to New York. Do we see what's happening here, people? Do we understand? And excuse me, did you say 40,000? Just in New York? I don't like where this story's going at all, Amy. Asylum seekers over the past year, including 800 in a single day last week. Eric Adams' trip was criticized by New York Why City. Why are we letting so many Brent. in? <laughs> what happened? Listen, listen, hold on though. Here's my problem. You said you're a sanctuary city. That's right. You said we need to open the border. Oh yeah. All right. So we open the border, we send them to the sanctuary city, right? That's right. No? Is that how Where it did works? my math go wrong? I believe. Ixo faxo, Adam is stupido, uh, if I know my mathematics. <laughs> Ixo facto, we were talking out of our asso. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And That's look, what happened. 
uh, I could speak locally. They are reporting the same issues here in Denver. They have nowhere to put these people. And everyone is upset, and they don't understand why this is happening. It's happening because you should see what's going on down south. They had had enough with these policies, so they sent them to us, so-called, quote-unquote, sanctuary cities. Dude, the OJ Hotel is full. Yes, that's right. You mentioned that a few weeks ago, and I can't believe it's still totally full. Those people have nowhere to go. They're going to live there. That's going to basically be a slums apartment. Yeah, it already is. And that's what, that's what it'll be. So, uh, you know what? Look. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know like where uh, the Cessas live and everything? Oh, yeah. Because right behind there, I guess they were already complaining and calling the cops from all them walking. They're, they're like walking through their like yards and shit. Like looking into their homes. For what? Valuables? Things to steal? Oh, they didn't send their best over there. That's you know? right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a bad situation. It's the going problem to get is worse. you have these people with nothing who are now in a land with people who have everything. In their um, they are untraceable. Yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do? These people don't have social security numbers, and they're not stupid. They know it, and they don't pay taxes. But hopefully, they'll vote Democrat, and hopefully, they vote for that D. That's right, the one that led <laughs> them through the border. They know. They know. Uh, the message was loud and clear when Biden won, obviously. Um, uh, they heard it. I, I think we got a few more seconds on this. Eric Adams' trip was criticized by New York City controller Brent Lander, who said the mayor's trip, quote, risks reinforcing a harmful narrative that new immigrants themselves are a problem. Yeah, what? They are the problem right now. How are they not the problem? <laughs> How are they not the problem, Amy? Beautiful timing, considering you just told that boots-on-the-ground local story from our family of, like, experiencing these people, this influx of migrants just having nowhere to go and just swarming communities. It's a problem. These immigrants are actually a problem. Yeah, they really are. And they're you affecting can't, you everyone. Can't, you can't just let anybody into your country, you know? I think the message was sent out that anyone could come in. And the Democrats wanted them to come in. And this is the result. So it's going to, there's a price to pay for this, by the way. When you have communities congregating, you get gangs. Obviously. Obviously. Because right now you're going to have the haves and the have nots. Yes. And the have nots are going to get together. Absolutely. That's when the problems start. So congratulations. It is, it, <laughs> we're on the, the problem is we're on the outskirts of Chicago. So it's going to take these people about 30 seconds to realize there's no cops coming. Oh, you, wow. You do whatever, dude, you do whatever. You know, nobody realizes it. I, I mean, I've, I've heard it in a few cities, but they call them the 12. The, the cops. <laughs> wow. wow. They call them the 12 because you have 12 minutes at least. From when somebody calls the cops. 12 minutes to commit your crime. You have 12 minutes before they get there. If they come at all. At least 12 minutes. That's incredible. On the ride home from work today on NPR, they were reporting on this national study that they just did about police um, response times. 
and how in all all these major cities like Portland uh, and Seattle, uh, they have some of the worst police response times, and they just what are they hitting like thirty forty minutes? They can't figure out why <laughs> you defunded the police. You defunded them. You forced, them. you forced them to get a vaccine or leave. You defunded the ones that stayed. And then you prosecuted everybody that fucking farted in, in front of a black man. You know? <laughs> and then in Chicago and Illinois, you decided to just make crime legal for anyone. Just, ah, you're fine. Just get away with it. And they, and they did the vax mandate. It's amazing. What an amazing, um, just like crossroads we're at where these cities these liberal policy based places are going to have to realize that what they've done is ruined these cities will they probably not maybe they all turn into fucking san francisco uh i hope that doesn't happen to denver but it kind of feels that way feeling it yeah and san francisco is not a model city it's not what you want to be not by any means you know, you want to pay exuberant amount of taxes, but also have <laughs> endless amounts of human fecal matter to step over and tent cities and. Are you about Chicago or? Uh... Yeah, sorry, I was describing Denver. <laughs> oh yeah, see what I'm saying? Do you see what I just did there? No, I was actually talking about San Francisco. You see how fucked up this fucking country is? <laughs> it's too late. We're all San Francisco now. It is. And we have Nancy Pelosi's tits to thank for it. That's <laughs> <laughs> they were so convincing. <laughs>